More than a year after the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade, one thing seems clear. New state bans have done little so far to deter women from obtaining abortions. Laura Casisto, legal reporter at the Wall Street Journal, says new data shows the number of abortions ticked up slightly in the year following the high court's Dobbs ruling. Laura, explain. Yeah, something that I think is going to be surprising to a lot of people, um, that even with Roe v. Wade and with a number of states in the country, some 16 states in the country banning many or most abortions, we're seeing abortions continuing to rise. Um, And again, I think um, many of us would have expected to see at least some decline, given the huge change in the legal landscape we've seen over the last year. All right. So peel some of the layers back then. Why is this happening? So I think the big unexpected thing that's happened is that while abortions have declined sharply um, in states that have passed either what we call total abortion bans or abortion bans after six weeks of pregnancy, um, that has been more than counterbalanced by an increase in abortions um, in blue states, in places where abortion has stayed legal. Um, And I think that's being driven by a couple of things. One certainly is people traveling um, from red states, um, going from, say, Texas to California to get an abortion. Um, But I think another really unexpected piece of that is that just in an effort to accommodate that increased demand, um, clinics seem to have also made it easier for people even in state to get an abortion than it was before. Um, And that seems to have also driven really just an an, an increase in the total number. Uh, You pointed to telehealth, I think, as part of that. A hundred percent. So, you know, what might happen is, say, a clinic in California um, scales up their ability to offer telehealth appointments with the idea that that may make it easier for out-of-state patients, that it just allows them to accommodate an increase in demand. Um, And then that then makes it easier for a patient in a rural area in California to also access those services. Hmm. All right. So you said, too, uh, I mean, the law has created these laws have created obstacles, however. Uh, What's that been like? Yeah, exactly. I I don't want to sort of pretend that the world hasn't changed. The world has changed quite dramatically, um, certainly in a way that just isn't necessarily being captured by the data. So, for example, you know, I hear stories all the time uh, about women who will drive overnight from Texas to Florida, get an abortion, get in their car and then drive all the way home because they can't afford to take more time off work or to pay for more child care. Um, And, you know, certainly also, I think another aspect is just the sort of loss of privacy, that if you're going out of state, you're much more likely to have to tell, you know, your friend who you're going to have come with you, your job, um, that sort of loss of the kind of making these decisions in a, in a, in a private sphere. Well, we're speaking with Laura Casisto, legal reporter at The Wall Street Journal. Her story is called Roe v. Wade is Gone, but Abortions are on the rise. You said, too, that the landscape of abortion access is unsettled. Explain. Yeah, so I um, uh, while I, I, I think we have a strong trend so far in the first year showing that these laws haven't done much to decrease abortions and that actually they've increased, um, there's still a lot that could change. Um, the Florida Supreme Court right now is weighing a law that could, uh, is weighing a challenge that could ultimately lead a six-week ban to go into effect. We have state court challenges pending in a number of different states. Um, and so while I don't think we're going to see a lot of new bans passed sort of legislatively, um, I would not sort of characterize this as a landscape where everything is is settled for the foreseeable future. I think we're going to still see lots and lots of upheaval. Explain, too, the point you made about how how challenges for anti-abortion groups remain. 
Yeah, I mean, I would say challenges for anti-abortion groups not only remain, but I think are more acute than ever. Um, you know, I think this puts them in a position of looking at all of the efforts they made, you know, the 50-year effort to overturn Roe, um, which was followed by a tremendously sort of successful legislative push in a number of conservative states to pass these kinds of laws. And then they end up in a situation where sort of in practice, it doesn't seem to be making a huge difference. Um, and so then that raises sort of big, hard political questions for them. Do they try to make it harder for women to travel to other states? Do they try to make it harder for women to order pills online? Um, that may have to be part of the solution if they want to get the total number of abortions down. But that also is prevents real kind of political challenges and risks for them. Thanks, Laura. Laura Casisto, legal reporter at The Wall Street Journal.